0: What's up everyone and welcome to The Corporate Bartender. Are you feeling tired, stressed, or burned out? It is 2023 for God's sakes. If so, you're gonna wanna get ready for a little break cause we've got David Howe on the program today. If you don't know David, count your lucky stars cause we've got you covered. He's a serial entrepreneur running businesses from the likes of the Dollar Shave Club for toothbrushes to crib cut, haircuts in your home or office. His latest venture is called Bright Breaks, and it's a wellness platform that just might change your life. David's a great guy, his platform is different, and it might change the world seven minutes at a time. This conversation was a blast, and I think you're going to dig it. So buckle up, TC beers, grab your favorite cocktail, and let's get right on into it with David Howell on today's TCB. Welcome to Sky Team's The Corporate Bartender, where we gather some of the best HR and people leaders to discuss what's happening on the people side of business. Now pull up a stool, belly up to the bar, and join us for The Corporate Bartender. Awesome, well, Lori, what do you think? Should we get going?
1: Yep, let's do it.
0: Let's get on into it. Welcome, everybody. It's Wednesday. It's your favorite day and mine. It's corporate bartender day. It is the 15th of February, 2023. It's the cold snowy day here in Denver. It is the 159th time we have convened this group of amazing people. <laughs> and today is going to be a fun day today. We've got a guest. We are going to be chatting with David Howell, the CEO of bright breaks. Say hello to everybody, David.
2: Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me. Nice to be here.
1: Hello, hello.
0: We've been we've been teasing the show for 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 a couple of weeks now. So, some people are are here because of you. So that's oh. a good thing. Okay, it's a good thing. So we're gonna we're gonna talk to David about bright breaks and what that is and and why that's the coolest new thing on the block. Um, as I do every week, I'm gonna keep asking because Morag's here, especially, and because I'm a pain in the ass. If you haven't bought your copy of You Me We. Get on out there and do that. If you buy a copy and you want a signed copy, just drop me a note. You can gift yours and I will send you a signed copy. That offer still stands.
1: And look at how nice it looks on a bookshelf.
0: (laughs) Excellent. 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 All right. We've got guests aplenty coming up. We've got We've got Dr. Murray Sabrin on March 8th. He's the author of that book you see there, The Finance of Healthcare. Healthcare is something that we HR people deal with all the time and it is a complicated beast. So we're gonna talk to Dr. Sabrin about that. We've got David Tate, the author of Conscious Accountability, Deepen Connections, Elevate Results. He's a clinical psychologist and assistant professor of psychiatry at Yale. That should be fun. Um, There's a trio of authors that have written a book called Office Shock. Bob Johansson, Joseph Press, and Christine Bullen. This is going to happen on March 15th. They're (laughs) sociologists who are researching the office verse. This is going beyond hybrid and RTO. And what does it mean to do, like we talked about work-life blend last week. It's kind of like that, right? Yep. Work and life don't exist in separate containers, as 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 you all know, as David knows as well. And this is a a book about the evolution of that and the compressed time frame that it's been on since uh, since COVID. Um, and then we've got we've got some some other guests coming in in April, so we got guests aplenty. It's gonna be it's gonna be a packed calendar for the bartender. As we do when we have a guest, um, I try to choose a news item that is relevant to our guest's area of expertise. And today's news item comes from The New York Times, and it is called How to Tell if Your Brain Needs a Break. And this came out uh, February 2nd, so it's a couple weeks old. Um, and it's broken down into a few chunky areas here, how we focus or don't the timing of doing these breaks, sticking to things, uh, getting up and moving, not being on your phone, those sorts of things. Um, for me, I, I thought it was interesting. It's it's sort of a, a buffet of break ideas and, and concepts. Um, the, how we focus section talks about how this, the person that, that they interviewed, uh, breaks the brain into the do mostly nothing system and the working system and you know you got to give time and space for that do nothing system to operate and the way the way they explain that that system it's it's that shower ideas system when your brain is kind of silent it's not working on a task and it's making connections in the background and you're doing a a menial thing like washing your elbow and all of a sudden that lightning bolt hits and you have the greatest idea ever. Figuring out how to plan uh, time for that to happen throughout your day is important. Um, I I uh,
1: I love that statement about That mode of brain is actually where you can retrieve details from the the nooks and crannies of your brain's memory that the logical brain can't retrieve. Like you, it's like the logical brain has to sit down <laughs> so that some of that stuff can be accessed. I thought yeah. that was that was a cool way to think about that.
0: <laughs> and the person they talked to uh, was a person called Dr. Srini Pillay <laughs> and. They had written a book that I thought had the greatest title. It's called Tinker Dabble Doodle Try. So pretty, pretty darn great. Um, talking about timing and how we spend our time. There was an interesting data point in there. They did a study to find out how long people spend on a browser tab or one screen. And in 2012, whether that was a work-related thing or social media or whatever, the average time spent on a screen was 75 seconds.
1: That blew me away.
0: Right? What do you think it is today?
1: I know. (laughs) 25.
0: 25. See, I knew Lori would go low. It's 44 seconds. Mm
1: -hmm. Which is still
0: shocking. 44 (laughs) seconds. It's a lot of squirrels. It's a lot. And, you know, they they made reference to some techniques that you use when you have to do focus work and then going into to taking breaks like the Pomodoro technique. I think we've talked about that here before, you know, working for 25 minutes and then taking a break, setting a timer and having those timers go off and remind you to do that. And uh, I'm going to ask David here in a second his thoughts on on these ideas. the other the other things in here in the article that I thought were were not surprising, uh, but worthy of mention, right? The power of getting up, taking a walk. We've talked about that here, getting getting moving and getting outside. Um <laughs> put your phone away was one of the sections because I think I'm guilty of this sometimes. You know, it said we've devalued the idea of what a break is. So that it's, I took a break from looking at my emails on my computer so I could walk and take a look at my emails on my phone. Not so much a break (laughs) in the way that it's intended. You're just sort of changing platform for consuming the same information. I, yeah. I I, also, also
1: that idea about if your break is to read, Twitter, and then you see something that makes you outraged on Twitter. You're going to drag that with you through the rest of the day in trying to be productive again.
0: Right. You come back and they're like, Lori, what's wrong? You're like, I was taking a break. (laughs) Now I'm furious. (laughs) I'm furious because of something Elon said.
1: (laughs) We haven't picked on Elon for a while. I know. Uh.
0: Uh, the last one here, uh, I thought I just heard in my mom's voice: take a nap or have a snack. Those are <laughs> two things that you can do to refresh yourself. Uh, and they were talking about how, um, with regard to to rest and and food, how that impacts your brain. Uh, the food one, they they mentioned that brain cells need glucose, and that's not something that I had thought about in that technical of a of a of a way in in quite a while. So you want to you know, do eat foods that, that, uh, that, uh, promote that brain activity. So the quote here was instead of slamming three fistfuls of chocolate covered raisins, maybe have an apple said mom.
1: <laughs> but I see you make fun of me for having my three almonds as my snack, but
0: Larry <laughs> says things like, Oh, I need a snack. I'll have half an almond. <laughs> <laughs> so, so David, not some, a lot of groundbreaking stuff in here. Is there anything in this, in this conversation around this article that sticks out at you yeah. as silly or superfluous or, or good advice?
2: Yeah, I think, I think it's all like good advice. I think we all know internally, we need to take breaks. Sometimes I think the harder part is actually doing it. and one of the big shifts you were, we were talking about earlier in the show, and when you started your podcast, 2020 happens, the shift to remote work happens, and then now kind of the the hybrid and, and uh, you know, some companies staying remote, some companies going back to the office. One of the big things that happened with working from home, and this is, I don't think something that people expected, is we now feel a lot more guilty about actually taking breaks than we ever did mm-hmm. at the office. So at the office, you're having that, you know, Bump in with a colleague, or uh, you're walking to lunch, or you're doing whatever. Those things don't happen at home. So now people feel guilty about taking breaks. They feel guilty because they want to be online. They want to, you know, their Slack to to show online. They want to be productive. They want to do all those things. Um, so I think the big question that we think about anyway is what, you know, how does how do breaks need to change in this new kind of working world? Um, because historically classically is kind of the the coffee break is that like you a know, break that everyone takes at, at work doesn't happen anymore at home. So how does that, how does that change now in this world? And, um, you know, all these things, whether it's going for a walk, whether it's taking a nap, I actually worked with a company in Vietnam once, and it's standard in Vietnam to take naps every day, just before lunch, the lights go off, you put your head down on the desk and 30 minutes later, you wake up and get back to work. Um, wow. Like they're onto something there. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Yeah. yeah. It's funny, I was, I was chatting with a client the other day, and they were talking about a place that they worked uh, once upon a time that had those nap pods in, in their building. She's like, yeah, nobody ever used them because you, you got scolded. If somebody saw you popping out of a nap pod. They're like, what, working halftime today, bud? Got a lot of free time on the sketch? must be nice must be nice yeah. <laughs> yeah well what a good segue to get into our interview um as we said just a moment ago david howe ceo of bright breaks is with us let's give him a big tcb welcome shall we <laughs> welcome david we dance everybody onto the show that's how we, <laughs> that's how we do it here <laughs> thank you so much for being here being with us today
2: thank you um, for having me
0: so tell us a little bit about you and your backstory. One of the questions that I always like to ask in the beginning is I, I doubt seriously that when you were a child, you said I'm going to grow up and run a wellness platform for HR people. Um, how did you get from being a child to being here with us today? Tell us a little bit about your journey.
2: What if I told you you're wrong, Eric? That actually was my, my dream as a child. <laughs> um no it was not yeah what my journey so i am uh currently in halifax nova scotia in in canada on the east coast of canada and i was born and raised here um so i grew up uh for me kind of my dna it's always been that of an entrepreneur so i was you know always doing entrepreneurial things at school and all those classic selling candy stories and all these different things that everyone probably says but that was definitely me um And I knew I wanted to to build a business, but I went to school thinking that that was kind of the best way to to do a business. But I quickly learned, uh, because I started a a landscaping company while I was in school, that I was actually learning a whole lot more doing uh, a landscaping company and learning how to run a business than I was actually doing in school. So. I ended up leaving school and focusing on that landscaping company full time. So that's still a far stretch from from wellness, but it was beginning to take care of things in some some capacity with these people's people's lawns. Uh and I did that for a little bit, wanted to get into technology and there was a company called Dollar Shave Club that some of you may have heard of before. Mm-hmm. Thought it was a really cool idea. So as a, you know, an early young entrepreneur i thought well i can just copy dollar shave club and i can ship toothbrushes on subscription so that's uh that's what i did and what was the name of the dollar shave club for toothbrushes well this might say a lot about me but it was toothbrush subscriptions.com so very very direct very super practical yeah super practical get a toothbrush in the mail every month that was that was that um but it was cool learned a lot uh didn't know anything about toothbrushes, similar to my learning curve now coming into HR, into wellness and all of that. Uh, but it led me to an interesting journey where I ended up moving to California, did a bunch of things there um, and came back. And this company that I started next was actually the precursor to what our current company is, which is Bright Breaks. And we got into corporate perks and the company was actually called Cribcut. And what we did at Cribcut was we came into offices and we set up a hair studio in a spare office. Employees would come in and need to get a haircut or a blowout. Or uh, so,
0: haircuts at your crib.
2: At, well, at your crib, your <laughs> office crib, your we work crib. Start, we did start off your real crib, but we learned that wasn't a good business. Um, <laughs> and at the time, there was a lot of companies looking to provide perks that you know were helping compete on talent. Uh, so that's kind of where we found our sweet spot. Um, and we did really well, and we had I think 300 different office locations across North America wow. that were bringing us in every month to do haircuts, and we were kind of flying high. And then that's when I think it was March 17th of 2020, um, mm-hmm. we you know realized that all 300 visits we had next month were not going to happen, mm-hmm. and uh, the company that we built them as an early stage company, we weren't you know rolling in in cash or anything. Um, We more or less had to say this isn't this you know we had to make a a a choice like is the world going to go back to the way it was and should we wait that out or should we make kind of a bold move into a new direction and um you know what are the problems that companies and hr teams are going to experience in this new world and how can we fit in there and that's where uh bright breaks was born
0: Cool. wow that's a big pivot
2: huge pivot yeah huge pivot um and, you know, there's a lot of details in there. We kind of hung on to the hair thing a little bit, but as a classic startup, within two or three months, we launched uh, a studio here in Halifax and we were filming 250 live yoga and fitness and meditation classes that companies could ex- could bring on for their teams who are working remotely. So we really, in, in in many ways, we were tackling the same problems, which was how do we reward and recognize our teams? Um, how do we you know think about things that help attract talent and retain our our staff uh but really made a shift into kind of the work-life balance and health space which for haircuts actually was one of the core things for uh for staff was hey i don't have to go go to the salon or go to the barber i can save that trip and save that errand that i have to do so um that was big on kind of work-life balance but when we shifted into into digital fitness and digital classes Uh, that's when we really became a wellness, a wellness tool for, for HR teams.
0: I love it. I love it. Um, and I want to get into the platform and how it all works and I'm going to really try to be good and walk my way there into the pool versus diving into the deep end. Um, because, you know, we talked a little bit about this in the pre-show and, and just in the, the discussion around that article, you know. (laughs) Lurie dropped into chat, Freemire nap pods of shame when I told the little story about the nap pods. Why, David, are breaks so stigmatized in the workplace?
2: Yeah, I think in North America specifically, there's just a huge culture of go, 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 get stuff done, be productive. Um, And I think just the word break itself is kind of what we're saying about the nap pods of shame. It's, you are slacking off. You're taking a break. You're not doing your job. You're not um, being productive. You're kind of slacking off, and being lazy. So the term itself has a huge stigma, and there's a bunch of ways, of course, to get around that. But the fact is, and we had to make this tough choice when we decided to call ourselves Bright Breaks. We knew that that word alone would have a, a challenge. But part of our job is to try to overcome that and try to educate our customers and hopefully future, you know, customers that breaks are actually good for business. They're good for your team they make people healthier, happier, uh, they're gonna stick around longer and they are actually going to improve the business as a whole. So it's not just something that's nice to have, it's actually something that if we look at all the research and all of the stats and studies, there's actually a direct correlation to companies' bottom lines if your team is well-rested in taking these breaks.
0: So where did this concept of breaks at work come from?
2: Well, we so we first launched as, long classes. So this is like, if we trace back to March or April or May 2020, you know, there was no gyms, there was no yoga studios, none of that. So we thought we could deliver this virtually. And, um, and we did, and it went really well. And these were all 30 or 60 minute long classes on zoom. Um, But over time, what we realized was, because we were delivering as you know, our product as a workplace wellness tool. It's really hard. So we're talking about breaks being stigmatized it's really, really hard to ask somebody to do a 60-minute yoga class at yeah. Tuesday on a Tuesday at noon um, on the best of days. And so we launched these little micro seven-minute sessions just to experiment. And we noticed they were orders of magnitude more popular than the other uh, longer classes. We noticed that people stuck around longer, so they built habits around them. Um, mm. So kind of, the, I think, Eric, I actually think I saw on your LinkedIn the concept of tiny, tiny habits and mm-hmm. you being a coach there. That's something that we looked at was what is what is the kind of minimal amount of, you know, effort or something you can do to, to make it a habit. And what we realized basically as a startup, you're always learning. We realized that people were using our product to take breaks during the workday. So we just dove full in and called ourselves Bright Breaks. And um, that's where the concept came from.
0: That's really cool. How did you decide on seven minutes? Is that Was there science behind that or is that just something you, you happened into?
2: There, it it kind of just happened into So seven minutes has, there's definitely an element of just magic that seven minutes feels feels really good. It's not too big, not too small. There was some research around specifically five to seven minute breaks that a, a group did. I think it was in, in Latvia. Um, and they looked at the most productive 10% of the workforce. And those 10% of people were taking these seven minute breaks every day. So those mm-hmm. are big studies there. So there's definitely some research, but also just some good feelings about seven minutes. Feels like a special number.
1: I, like I think that helps with that guilt factor of well, it's only seven minutes, yeah. right? Versus a half an hour or the sixteen, right? That there there's maybe a justification to say, yeah, it's only seven minutes, but it yes. actually does make the difference. Yeah.
0: It, it's so funny, you know, David, you mentioned that people feel guilty taking breaks when they're working remotely. And you know, I was having a conversation with, you know, a CEO of a certain age and they were not well pleased that everybody wasn't back in the office. And I had to remind them, I'm like, dude, I could waste a shitload of time in the office. Mm -hmm. And you didn't even notice because I looked like I was busy. Mm -hmm. I was talking to someone else who worked there about football or whatever but i was i looked like i was busy i work in hr people come sit in my office all the time and talk about things right um it wasn't always work i wasted a ton of time at work way more time in the office than i did since being remote Mm -hmm. and it's just it's it's getting out of that of that headspace around well if people are here then they're productive well Mm -hmm. not always and um I would imagine part, part of the break breaks pitch is that it enhances productivity. What do you say to people when they say, I can't be having my people taking seven minute breaks all day?
2: (laughs) Well, the funny thing is we're usually not attracting that type of customer who would ever say that. So (laughs) they
1: won't even entertain that. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And that's where the stigma kind of concept comes from, but there's definitely, you know, there's certain types of businesses, certain types of industries that, um, breaks are something that are kind of this like unpaid thing that you do and it's part of just the you know how how the business is and it's 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 not kind of the maybe the more modern workforce which is more flexibility in work and location and and just flexibility in your day and more you know concerned about hey are you achieving your outcomes versus are you sitting in a location and i think the office has so many amazing you know things to it and and i think where we've landed on which is kind of this you know just more flexibility and more options for for employees is great. Um but yeah, we definitely have to make a case for how breaks are helping the bottom line, how breaks are helping boost productivity. One of the big things because all of our breaks are actually filmed live is how we help improve connection amongst teammates who are working remotely. So maybe you have, you know, you're in Colorado and I'm in Halifax and we're coworkers. We probably don't see each other that much. Um so one of the cool things we do is we schedule these breaks together with remote coworkers at different locations. So you can actually have that little moment of interaction that you might've had at the office, but you aren't having now as a remote employee. And that's something that definitely is one of the big things that we hear a lot of companies looking for is that connection piece. Hmm.
0: Very cool. Yeah, so, so that now I can ask my question cause I'm so interested in this idea of taking breaks and having that be a piece of connection with, with people. The, you said that these breaks are filmed live, this is on a platform. Tell us a little bit about Bright Breaks and how it works and what's the secret sauce and magic behind that? Because that sounds awesome.
2: Yeah, well, thank you. So yeah, we what our customers and, and their teams receive with us is access to 300 of these live seven-minute breaks every single week. So we are kind of a whole platform of delivering you know, break content to, to companies. And there's a few kind core pieces of it. So all of the breaks, all 300 every week are seven minutes long, um, all of the content. So our model is we actually employ all of the what we call our educators of the breaks. So we have studios on the East Coast and the West Coast of Canada, where we actually um, work with, uh, I think now 14 or 15 teachers that teach these breaks. So we host 14 hours of live content every single day. So we know that if you're, you know, whether you are on the West Coast or on the East Coast, there's a huge amount of overlap with the content. Um, And then our kind of magic and sweet spot is, A, we have a whole variety of content. So what we call our content, move, breathe, stretch, eat well, and learn. So it's like a really wide range of content. And then we built a tool that is kind of really important to overcome that guilt piece, which is we recommend automatically in your calendar, one break every single day, Based on your availability, so it'll slot up between your meetings. Oh, that's then, so cool. <laughs> and then based on your interests, but also based on your connections with your coworkers. So maybe um, we learned that, you know, this group here really enjoys taking breaks together. So we'll recommend, you know, breaks when possible between the, the six or seven of us. Oh, that wow. is so, so cool. It,
1: it can interface with if you use Outlook as your company.
2: That's right. Yeah. Cool.
1: Then it can interface with that to find breaks and actually suggest them.
2: Yeah, and that's kind of where the magic is exactly. So we integrate with Outlook or Google, and then what? Um, it's, it's just tough. I mean, asking like, I think classically, wellness programs or wellness tools at you know with with companies are hard to drive engagement, right? Like because people maybe have existing things that they do, um, and then it's just hey, it's my workday. I'm trying to get work done, and and but there's a lot of you know obviously philosophies and reasons why it's important to bring wellness into the workday. So by kind of automatically doing it and your company giving you permission to take those breaks and practice some wellness, and then to your point, Lori, hey, it's only seven minutes, that's Mm -hmm. been the sweet spot for us to really drive engagement with with teams.
0: So so those
1: meetings... It's, It's very... Easy to engage, right? You're not asking people to go out from a menu and find things and put it in their own. They can set up kind of a profile of interest, and then it gets suggested. And then I can see where that's that's way easier to go. Oh, it's my break time. Click. I didn't even have to think about planning it. It's just here.
2: That's, <laughs> that's right. A yeah. Great concept. And, and for HR, and I'm curious on feedback on this one, but for HR teams that we partner with, because we're you know partnering with HR people teams, um, you know we're not asking you know of your to-do list of hundreds of things already, adding one more thing, you know, regularly trying to drive engagement and promote and everything. This takes the promotion out of it, where we're actually integrating with your calendar and doing it for you. And one of the best things to do is if we can get leadership kind of doing it and showing that, hey, we actually not only are giving you this program, but we're actually doing it ourselves. Now we're setting the example that, hey, it is important we take breaks. And that's one of our, our, our tactics is to get get some of the top top leadership people using using the product
1: 100%.
0: Mm-hmm. And you can say oh i was in seven minute yoga with morag last week that was cool <laughs> she's the big boss um so i was i'm curious um these 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 appointments auto populate on your calendar um does it say really important marketing meeting do not disturb on the label <laughs>
2: <laughs> no it says seven minute break um, and what the break is. So, um, you know, we're not, yeah, we're not, we're not trying to hide it. We're trying to to make it kind of part of the company's culture is that it's something that, you know, this company does. So.
0: That's, that's fantastic. I think, this is, I think that's the coolest idea, um, that I've heard in a long time. And I love the concept that it just takes the pressure off the user. Right. Right. I don't have to schedule it or feel guilty about scheduling it. Now it's just another meeting on my calendar.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And right. I live in a world that is dictated by my calendar. So if it's on there it happens. If it's not mm-hmm. on there, who knows, right? Yeah. Um I had I could have the best of intentions, but if I don't put it on the calendar it doesn't happen. And if I don't have to be the one to make the decision, oh well, I really don't have time today. I probably shouldn't do that. It just pops up on mm-hmm. there every day. In my profile David, can I tell can I tell you how many times I want this to happen? Can I have it happen once or more than once?
2: So you can tell us what types of content you are interested in and uh, when you're most interested in taking it generally. So do you want to do morning or before work or after lunch or later in the day? Um, So we haven't yet built, although we're planning to having multiple, the ability to have multiple breaks recommended. But today we just do one single break we call the feature daily break. We're not trying to necessarily overwhelm people with all these different breaks, but if you can do one, and frankly, oftentimes people, you know, skip that break and that's okay, but it keeps it top of mind and they know another one's coming tomorrow. And um, you know, we are a technology company where we built something really cool that it does learn what you like and what you don't like and when, and when are you actually most likely to take a break? Is it, you know, at just before you sign off or is it, you know, just before lunch and all that. And we, we recommend it, uh, you know, based on those learnings, more and more relevant breaks.
0: Super cool. Tell you us have the them. categories again. Sorry, Larry, let me get this one okay. and then you can go. Uh, tell us the categories of the breaks again.
2: So it's move, breathe, stretch, eat well, and learn. And we used to call that fitness, yoga, meditation, nutrition, and keynotes. But when we shift it into breaks it really isn't a fitness class it's moving your body for seven minutes or doing a stretch and then with yoga it's now stretching where you know it's a chair stretch in your desk at your desk or it's um <laughs> a spinal release or something really basic or meditation which is now breathe is just like a seven minute you know deep breath with a teacher there guiding you through it um and it can be pretty remarkable it's kind of funny we we, we, we know there's some sweetness about seven minutes but it can have a huge impact like and if you did seven minutes every day, you know, for a month, that's, that might be 30 or 60 or 90 more minutes than you did, you know, all month long. So it can really have a big impact.
1: Do you have any um, stats on how often people skip the, right? It's in my calendar, but I I actually can't do it. I'm going to skip it. Like what, what's the the usage rate of what's scheduled?
2: So we see the average average. Um, employee who has that activated they're taking about two of those five breaks so they're actually joining two of them mm-hmm. skipping three of them mm-hmm. and we obviously want to want to improve that but we're like that's that's actually really good um and we yeah. compared it to what people were doing when they had to book instead of mm-hmm. having it automatic rec- recommended and it's like hundred hundred plus 100 plus percent more by actually having it in your calendar
1: yeah yeah i love it the thing i'm thinking about with that cuz we have a this ongoing challenge we're not a huge company less than 250 people um but we have a pretty heavy meeting culture lots of meetings and so i'm thinking about this concept of like well this is one more thing that gets put on my calendar when i'm trying to actually have less meetings but i think what the 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 difference is is this is this is an intentional meeting to take a break from your meetings, right? So it's it's how you would you would have to internalize that to say this is my chance to just rest because I've already been in four meetings and it's eleven a.m., right? So so I I like actually how it it kind of it kind of blends in nicely with we have too many meetings and this is my chance to just take a minute or seven.
2: Hundred <laughs> percent, yeah, yeah. And, and Microsoft like. They did a bunch of research on this and they basically took, you know, a couple hundred employees over here and a couple hundred employees over there. And they did some sort of, I'm not going to pretend to know what it is, but some sort of electrical measuring of the brain with both groups and group a just did meetings all day long and back to back to back group B took a small meditation break in between those meetings, you know, once or twice a day. And all of their, you know, results came back that group B who took the meditation breaks the brain scans showed how less fatigued those employees were and how less stressed they were. Um, <laughs> that's one of the big things with obviously now with working from home or even hybrid, like it's a lot more meetings and a lot more, a lot more mm-hmm. screen and a lot more just go, go, go. And um those little interactions, those little just moments of taking, taking a breather aren't happening. So
0: that's great. So David, you said all of your content every day is live. Yeah. Right. That's, that's not the cheapest way to go, right? You don't have a, I mean, I'm sure you have a library of recorded content now because you've been doing this for a little while. Um, what made you decide to do it live with real instructors versus Mm -hmm. self-paced or recorded or something like that?
2: Yeah, really good question. Uh, definitely not the cheapest way that we can, we can go. Um, so we had a hunch that there was something about live content. Um, you know, we used to talk about what if what if you watched a sporting event, CFL, as an example, um, there's a big difference between watching a live game on TV versus watching a recorded game a few days later. Sure. Um, there's something about live that really is kind of uh, tangible that you can you know, once you experience it, you feel it. The second piece of that was we knew I think one of the big problems that we were going to solve or help solve for companies was that connection element and we felt that live content was the best way to help connect remote employees. So those were the two main driving reasons and I think as we look back we made the right decisions. So there's something not only about those things but also the accountability and the the like the authenticity of it that feels good versus watching a YouTube video that you could just you pull up anytime. Yeah. Um the accountability is a big thing a lot of our you know uh, members are they get to know who the teachers are they get yeah. to know the group of people that go to that that session and you know much like the the corporate bartender there's a bit of a community that develops around certain educators and certain sessions so yeah we're happy we made the right decision we're actually planning to scale from 14 hours of live content a day to 24 hours five days a week um, wow. over the next you know year or so because we know that now companies that are are you know diving full into remote or or hybrid they have teams that are not only in North America but worldwide and now you want to have equal benefits across you know all all locations so we think that's an opportunity for us to deliver even more value to to customers
0: so t- tell me a little bit about the experience you know the connection part so if you know you and I are both showing up for you know Kim 7 minute yoga tomorrow at 10:30 do I see you? Is there, how does that work in the experience?
2: So we, by default, um, we don't want to pressure anyone into kind of like being on. So we turn everyone off by default. And then we see about half of people come on um, into the, onto video and and audio. And um, you know, there's there's kind of three ways that that happens. One is people come on before the session starts and kind of have mm. that that talk. Um, the second is during the actual session itself, where, uh, if your video is on, there's something, you know, or if it's off, but there's something nice about hearing, you know, how you doing, Eric, happy Tuesday type of thing. So there's that little bit of interaction and then post-class or, um, sometimes even during there's the communication with the teacher and the educator, um, directly to you. So that's what it looks like today. Um, again, as a, as a startup where I was building and improving and, one of the big things that we're building over the next little bit is the ability to kind of participate in a, in a break as um, a small group where you get the benefit Mm -hmm. of live, but it's just you and a couple of your coworkers together on the video where you can talk, interact, laugh, joke, all that stuff, but without having the rest of the community actually participate in your little, little breakout room almost.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like Peloton in that you have your favorite instructors and you're like, Hey, lori we're going to do the thing tomorrow with you know that person because we like that instructor um that's kind of a cool community building concept that i i hadn't really thought about prior to this conversation that's that's a cool idea
2: definitely yeah and yeah and it's it is and i think you know we try to just you know let people know how breaks are really beneficial and that they're part of a community that has taken you know x number of breaks this week and and you're part of that you know movement in a way that's helping prioritize and inspire wellness for employees so
0: do you do you guys do like leaderboards and stuff okay can we compete yeah. with other companies we're taking more breaks than you <laughs> and we're still killing it
2: <laughs> that's right it's it's funny but we do yeah so we companies can see how they're doing against other companies and how you're doing against your teammates this week we cap it so we make it we, we don't let people because some people really go crazy with it where they're what you know I know right Lead competitiveness the points, they, they're like that short term thing that works really well but uh, maybe not good for long term change but short term they drive drive a lot but yeah so that's that's we give away prizes and gift cards so okay. I really like kind of the concept of like take a break maybe win a gift card. So we do every week we give away Starbucks and Airbnb and Lululemon gift cards and things to help encourage people to to keep participating
0: do, do you give away Kit Kats
2: <laughs> not yet but you know, there's there's uh, a good reason we might we might have to one day. That's right. Give
0: me a break. Me a- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. Yeah. Um, Dave, I'm sure you talk to your customers about the benefits of this program. What are some real people saying about how their lives have been changed by doing these breaks?
2: Yeah, I mean that's. I think one of the most amazing things for us as we're building the company, especially for the educators who are teaching the content. So, um, you know, we ask everyone at the end of each break, just like, Hey, how was that session? How did that go for you? Like, let us know how it went. Um, And the stuff we receive, we put it in like a Slack and people see it and everything. It's, it's amazing to hear just how much impact that these little breaks can have. So we hear people who have, you know, back pain or, you know, hip pain or, pain just from sitting all day long at their desk that like getting up and moving and stretching for seven minutes has like just totally changed all of that pain um for the better and then we hear about people who are working at home and having kind of social isolation and not connecting with with many people at all um how even connecting with just like the teacher of the class or seeing seeing some faces once in a while um because not everyone it's funny like not everyone is in meetings all day long where they're actually seeing even people on screen like some people are just working away and, and plugging away at their computer yeah so those are some you know a couple of things we hear all the time and that stuff really drives us and it's um you know definitely for the teachers of the classes to have like they they've having such an impact on our members that really motivates them and we um you know are fortunate that a lot of our teachers they stick around for a very long time so um that's a probably a, probably a good sign that's
0: awesome that's awesome yeah. awesome Awesome. Um, I want to leave a little bit of time for questions. Does anyone in the gallery here have questions for David about breaks, about bright breaks, about uh, how to sign up?
1: <laughs> yeah. Is it based on the number of employees within the company or the number of participants as far as the fees are concerned?
2: Yeah, it's based on the, the team size. So it's just, we look at how many folks that could access it and then we, just give a kind of a flat, a flat fee based on that. Free money so goes straight for the pricing question. Yeah. She's not fucking Is around.
1: It, and does that give the, <laughs> the people, you know, unlimited access? Say you signed up yeah. for one every day, you still That's have-
2: right. Yeah, unlimited, okay. take as many breaks as you, as you can. Got it, got it,
1: cool. What, what's the range of employer size that you work with your clients?
2: So I think, you know, our smallest are kind of like 20, 25, People and then um, I think our biggest company is 4,700 employees. So most of our companies are I think somebody your size, lawyer, which are around 2, 250 in that kind of like 250 to a thousand range.
1: Got
0: it. Well, it's kind of yeah. a sweet spot for a differentiator in in that benefit offering, right? Mm-hmm. And you know if I'm competing for talent, this is kind of a cool thing that not a lot of people can tout, right? Because it's not super prevalent in the space in the market space yet.
1: Well, and I think it totally connects to culture and core values and walking the talk of valuing your employees to, you know, provide this kind of thing. It's it's one thing to say you should take breaks and then criticize <laughs> people for where are you? I can't reach you. So <laughs> you can't you can't sit, you can't do both and have it be authentic. So um, yeah, I think that that's a, a great connection to really demonstrate your culture and your your values.
2: Definitely. Yeah. And our most like successful customers are those that already had that culture. Like we're coming into a culture that already is yeah. doing things or encouraging all that. Um, there is a fun story. So is everyone, is everyone on the call in Colorado or from Colorado? Is this, or there's some folks that are outside of Colorado?
0: We're all in Colorado here. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So throughout my, you know, as I, I mentioned, I came in like, just like toothbrushes, I had to learn about toothbrushes. So just like breaks, we've been learning about brakes and the history of brakes and all that and the first break in the workplace this is actually a controversial topic is where the the workplace break was discovered but it traces back to colorado back in like the mid 1900s or you know 19 something and it was a company in colorado they made ties so they were you know ties that people wore with suits and They had a group of all of their employees were tie makers, and they were young men. So this was, um, I think it was 1939 or 1940. Um, And this company in Colorado, all of their employees, unfortunately, World War II happened and all of their employees Mm. were drafted to the war. And this company and this owner of the company lost all of his employees. So he had to, you know, find a way to make ties still. And he, what he did to address that was he hired a bunch of retired, formerly, you know, now retired workers. And he noticed that they were just as skilled as the, the younger workforce that he had, but they weren't as productive. They were maybe a little more tired easily and they weren't producing the same amount of ties and, and they needed to run the business. So we came to them and asked them like, hey, how can we be more productive? How can we get this stuff done? And what they suggested to him was, maybe you could give us two 10 minute breaks, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, and we'll drink coffee during those breaks. <laughs> and you know, we'll see how that goes. And, um, you know, I think he reluctantly agreed that, that he would do that. And then fast forward a month, word has it, the company was more profitable, more productive than ever before. And uh, the break stuck around. And that started started the trend of people taking coffee breaks. And you might think it was the coffee that actually made people productive. And it probably had definitely had something to do with it. But um, mm-hmm. now that all the research has come out, we know that breaks itself are just helpful. But coffee probably makes them about 10% more helpful.
0: <laughs> I feel great. like, I feel like I have to say, and now, you know, the rest.
2: Exactly. Of the story. <laughs>
0: yeah. See, you, you get Paul that Harvey. Here. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you get here at the bartender. You get history lessons on the, the origins of the coffee break. I think that's fantastic. <laughs> so David, how do we find you? How do we learn more? And if we, if we want to uh, explore bringing this benefit on to our businesses, what do we do?
2: Yes, you can go to brightbreaks.com and uh, you know, learn about the product and what we do. And uh there's lots of good information there. We have a whole guide that's available. If you go to the blog on why breaks are important and all the research behind us, so that's a really great resource that you could share. And there's lots of ideas, you know, even beyond Bright Breaks that you can use to implement breaks. And one of them is just, you know. Um adding breaks to your own calendar and showing your teams that hey, it's something that I do and that um we encourage our, our company to do. And you can also email me at David at Brightbreaks.com. So happy to to chat and talk through anything.
0: Right on. Well, thank you, David. Thanks for being here. Big round of applause for David. I think Break Breaks is a, is is a killer idea. And the the nuances of the way you've built this platform, I think I think I think it's just it's brilliant um i think it's going to help a lot of people and that's from you know from our sky team perspective that's what we always think about we're, our mission is to try to make people's lives a little bit lighter a little bit better and uh programs like this that take the burden off the person and make it easy for me to take care of myself cuz as as practitioners more i'll say it we're terrible at taking our own medicine right so I'm not going to ask you, David, how many breaks you take during the day, because I know how that works. (laughs) But Bright Breaks, I think, is a cool idea. If you want to learn more about it, David at BrightBreaks.com or just go to BrightBreaks.com. David, we're going to do our end of show stuff. You are welcome to hang around. We do funny things, a good feel story and a silly cocktail. You're welcome Mm -hmm. to hang around. Or if you've got uh, somewhere to go or a break to take, (laughs) you feel free to do that. We'll get right on into it. Today's funny things. Funny thing number one, I thought this one made me laugh. Hot air balloons kick ass. Are they safe? Not really. Can you stop? If you don't like it, think again. Can you steer? Listen, don't bring that negative energy into this wicker basket. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to light this (laughs) (laughs) flamethrower. And, you know, we had the Chinese spy balloon last week. This is the first thing I thought when I saw the picture. That's (laughs) just very good. Uh, Funny thing number three last week I ordered what looked to be a really nice short sleeve (laughs) T-shirt. I want to stress that it was supposed to have short sleeves because what arrived instead is maybe the single most astonishing and baffling article of clothing I've ever handled. (laughs) uh, you know, we always talk about words like disgruntled and how come we never talk about gruntled employees. Um, I also feel the same way about nonchalant. And this. For all of the chalant people. Yeah, fuck being nonchalant. I love being a chalant bitch. <laughs> I have never been chill. Not once in my life. Even when I'm asleep, I'm clenching. <laughs> uh, cat people will love this one. My cat literally thinks I can't see him. And jumps at me when I walk by. That's so accurate. And my favorite funny thing today, this is uh, reminiscent of that old Footprints poem. Interviewer, can you explain this gap in your resume? Me. It was then that I carried you. (laughs) My, My favorite version of that Footprints poem is... Why is there only one set of footprints? And then Ben Kenobi says, send people march single file to hide their numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why Ben Kenobi was Scottish there. I don't, I don't understand. All right, so this Good feel story is a good one. It's Steve and he's back.
1: Finally tonight, CBS's Steve Hartman brings us a story about how forgiveness can lead to redemption on the road
3: the man in the green hoodie is Harrisburg, Pennsylvania city councilman Ralph Rodriguez trying to scare away a would-be burglar He was at this literally at the window I saw him prying into here. The guy was trying to break into the office of a nonprofit Rodriguez runs he just kind of took off he just kept running that just kept way. going yep All the perpetrator left behind was this grainy image on a doorbell camera so he could have gotten away with it. If only he hadn't reached out to Rodriguez on social media, offering his name and his confession. I have to be willing to face the consequences, and that is what I'm ready to do. For most crime victims, that would be case closed. But for Ralph Rodriguez, it was opportunity opened. He didn't want to add another young man to the prison rolls, especially one with no prior criminal record. So instead of pressing charges, he pressed for answers. So you decide
0: to meet this guy? Absolutely. And I actually took the time to hear his story, see the environment in which
2: he lives in and I get it. Poverty has a way of pushing you to do things that you would have never imagined you were even capable of doing.
3: 22 year old Rashawn Turner agreed to talk with us, on condition we not show his face.
2: I made a severe lapse in my judgment that night. My father was struggling with basic needs and I was like, I can't sit here and just wait for what little we still have to be taken away. I have to do something. And when Ralph Rodriguez
3: heard that, he did something. Making sure he's financially good and has just some clothes on his back. So you started sending him money? Absolutely. The guy who just tried to rob you. Absolutely. Yep. Because what he doesn't need anymore is any more disappointments. I'm pretty sure people have told him things in his life and
0: dropped the ball 10 out of 10 times. It's just not what I'm prepared to do. that's what you're bringing. So
3: Rodriguez turned the other cheek. See how close we got to that? Gave him part-time work painting the very place he just tried to burglarize and set him up with job training.
2: I thought that there would be no one willing to help me, but you never know. You just have to ask. But I wasn't willing to ask. What are you going to do with this chance? Not wasted.
3: Let me look up this permit, Ralph Rodriguez, the best kind of crime fighter. You just need a shot. Steve Hartman. Yeah, I'd be remiss if I didn't try my best to get you that shot, man. On the road in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania.
0: Every week, Steve. Love it. That's Steve. why we show him. Uh, I love it. Today's semi-quarantine cocktail is called Ballet is Crap. It's a riff on the ballet ruse. You're going to need a little bit of vodka, one German ballet director. This is indicative, culturally speaking, of where this is going. A little bit of creme de cassis, one harsh critic and critical review, a little bit of lime juice. You're going to need one bag of dog shit in a packed theater foyer and some ice. Yeah, he smeared it on her face, Um, shake it, strain it, and serve. He did acknowledge after this, after he got suspended, that his choice of means of the expression of his dissatisfaction, rubbing a bag of dog crap in the critic's face in the theater foyer, wasn't super. (laughs) (laughs) He he said that he, he had had his work soiled for years and he just, he he reached his limit.
1: <laughs> but it wasn't
0: super. And uh the uh the 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 authorities are deciding what needs to happen, and the ballet company is deciding whether or not he will still be employed.
1: Is that a tough call to make as the yeah. employer?
0: I don't know. Have you ever tried to fire someone in France, Germany, or Belgium? It's really it's complicated.
1: This seems really. like Pretty good evidence <laughs> it for does
0: sound, right? yeah. <laughs> In a crowded, crowded theater foyer. Guys, thank you so much for being here with us today. We'll see you next week. Thanks to David from Bright Breaks. Thanks to all you go have some dinner. See you next Wednesday. Bye y'all.
2: Thank you so much. Thank appreciate it.
0: Guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you had a good time and learned a thing or two in today's happy hour, please share it with your friends. If you want to join our tribe, head on over to skyteam.cloud forward slash TCB or email us at info at skyteam.com. That's S-K-Y-E teamcom Thanks again and remember, you've always got friends at The Corporate Bartender.